0: We're also brought to you by SGPN's Big Game Bingo, $57 SGPN gift card for every single bingo hit. We're also brought to you by SGPN's 57 Bets Challenge, $570 $570 in cash and a $570 gift card to the winner of the Props Contest. Get all our contests info exclusively on the SGPN app. And of course if you're going to be out in Arizona for the big game, make sure to check out the live show going on at the Ainsworth Thursday at 11am. Sean and Ryan will be there. Many other special guests too. Register today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash big game. Start your engines.
1: strap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. Fine, Kurt Busch.
0: We'll do nothing short of talking racing things all day long, every day. It is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I am Rod Villagomez. And we are still basking in the glow of the clash at the Coliseum. But it is time to look ahead, of course, to the Daytona 500. The Super Bowl, the real Super Bowl, the one that counts, the one that matters to us here in the motorsports community of the NASCAR uh racing schedule but yes Cody um one thing down another big event to go
1: we are almost there rod man it again i'm just i'm just so pumped we had cars on the track we had racing it's that first shot of of excitement adrenaline now we got to wait 12 more days unfortunately but it's almost here i am excited um speaking of the 12 days until the Daytona 500 we got our quick history lesson for today Number 12 car is a pretty storied car in NASCAR history. Uh 1,479 starts for the number 12. 62 race wins. uh Five or rather, yeah, 556 top 10 finishes. On the pole, 96 times for car number 12. That, I think, has been the most of any number we've covered. Um, and... Big surprise who has most of those polls when we get there. Uh, and actually, I guess he is the the driver with the most starts in the number 12. Ryan Newman, the rocket man, right, gets that that uh nickname from his ability to qualify. He has 42 pole position starts in his career. Um, in his 252 starts in the, the number 12. He ran some other numbers as well, so I think he's got more in there. But specifically in the number 12 car, 252 starts, 42 poles. 13 wins, uh, led almost 4,000 laps, completed over 70,000 laps in that car number. Ryan Blaney, actually second on this list, current driver of the number 12, of course, likely not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, He's got 182 starts in the number 12, six career wins. He's already got 53 top fives, 88 top tens. Uh, He's completed almost 47,000 laps in his career in the car number 12. Bobby Allison, Hall of Famer, of course, he started 170 car uh, races in this number 12 car, 25 career wins. He also had 28 pole position awards. Um, 111 of his 170 starts in the number 12, finished in the top 10. Jeremy Mayfield, 127 starts, three wins in the number 12 car, 28 top fives for him. He sat on the pole five times. Neil Bonnet, Another legend of the sport, 102 starts, three wins. Derek Cope started 72 races, Hut Strickland 71. Brad Kozlowski actually started 39 races in the number 12 car. He was in the number 12 before he got shifted over to the number two car. Um, so he had 39 starts, two top tens in those starts. Jimmy Spencer spent some time in this car. Donnie Allison, uh, David Stremy, Speedy Thompson, Lenny Pond, Tim Richmond, Mike Wallace of the the famous Wallace brothers. Um, Sam Hornish Jr. made a couple of starts. Uh, Scrolling on down through the list here, Marvin Panch made a start in this car number. And a lot of guys have started on this. Kyle Petty actually started in the number 12 for one race. Buddy Baker started a race. 106 different drivers have started a race in the number 12 car. Um, the car number that has been fairly well used in NASCAR history, although it was dormant from 2015 through 2017, nobody raced the number 12 car uh, before Penske brought it back, and Ryan Blaney jumped in the 2018 season and has been in there ever since. Uh, this list heavily dominated by Ford at 677, Dodge in second at 342. Some of that was the Penske time. Uh, Penske was a Dodge manufacturer there for a while. Uh, Chevrolet, Buick uh (laughs) jaguar shows up on the list rod one start in the number 12 car the nash motor company also one start hudson one start studebaker two starts uh even 15 races in a pontiac 31 races in a matador um oldsmobile buick pontiac yeah plymouth all kinds of manufacturers on here but uh the jaguar one race in number 12 as well uh, always a highlight when we get to that one for whatever reason
0: <laughs> i don't know what it is it's just it's really cool to hear jaguar on the uh, nascar pack you know it's that's it's such an off off thing to to talk about when you're talking about
1: nascar but you know all this talk about is it going to be dodge is it going to be honda maybe jaguar is the, the next manufacturer in nascar they make their return <laughs> it will be a jaguar um
0: no i, I remember obviously i remember jamie mcmurray uh, obviously we remember ryan Newman. In that uh, in that twelve car for the longest time, uh, although who was Newman's main sponsor? I'm trying. I'm Newman was Alltel. Alltel. Like, All that was his
1: his main one. Uh, Mobile One was on that car for a while. Jeremy Mayfield, most of the time he ran was that Bobby Allison, the Miller High Life car. That's kind of a throwback, old school car. That was a very cool looking car. Um, so yeah, that that car has generally been associated with one sponsor throughout those guys. Now obviously with Blaney, Menards mostly, but you got some body armor and a ton of other things that end up on that car as as it goes nowadays.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say it seems as if we've we've left these single sponsor cars uh behind. And even even you know, the 18, it was a, a toss between Interstate and then uh Mars and then you know whatever did, else was. Did you there. see
1: Interstate's gonna be on all four cars as primaries this year, which we saw Bell in the clash already? Uh, But Yeah, there's going to be races. All four cars for JGR, the 18, the 19, the 20, and the 54. Or no, that's not right. Not the 18. (laughs) The 19, the 20, the 54, and the 11 of Denny Hamlin. Uh, They're going to be sponsors, main sponsor on all four of those cars. So. The interstate batteries car might be a different number every race. <laughs> it was really
0: strange to see the twenty though in that green. It just it I didn't just look right. That
1: to us a couple times lately, yeah. like, where the Dewalt car was on the nineteen, or like Auto Trader or whatever, or Auto Owners Insurance or whatever was on, on the eighteen or something different. And it was yeah, been throwing us off lately with their sponsorship combinations. Yeah, and then my
0: daughter comes downstairs and says to me, Dad, that's not that's not Kyle Busch's car, Dad. That's <laughs> that I. Why is that green on the twenty? And I said, "Well, babe, we're we're in a new era.
1: <laughs> it is a new era. <laughs> it is a new
0: era." I said, "You got to get used to seeing Kyle Busch in the Bet MGM car because that's what he's going to be in."
1: That's a nice looking car. I I like the look on that car. He's got some. He's got some pretty good paint schemes that they released for him this year. Yeah, it's pretty slick.
0: I do, I do like that all black one though. That I think they they'll roll out at the special events too, right? That one. Oh yeah, yeah, I don't that remember one's who slick. the sponsor is on that. No, that's but... Bet MGM still, but is it's, it? It
1: is Bet MGM. Is it, It's like matte black or something. Yeah, it's just yeah. a beautiful looking car. Yes. So yep. that is gorgeous.
0: Um. All right. Well, there's plenty of stuff to get to. We'll talk about some news. We'll talk about some notes. We'll get to uh to some of the the lead up to the Daytona 500, and then uh, in the third in the third stage, we'll actually. We'll get you going a little bit with some more betting talk. So let's some more uh,
1: futures odds that popped up. Futures love odds. to see it.
0: Keep going, books. Keep going. We love you for this. Um, all right, we'll step away for a break. Come back and we'll talk some news and some notes. But before we do, let's tell you about WinBet. It's the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there's tons of ways to win, including live betting. And of course, your favorite, my favorite, same game parlays, also known as WinBet's Build Your Own Bet. Plus, the big game is here, someone told me. And WinBet has you covered. Great promos, odds, payouts. It's all happening right now at WinBet. Now you're ready to play. Sign up today. You're going to get a special offer. Bet $100, get $100. Limited to state availability. And of course, as always, if you hit the biggest long shot of the week, you're going to get $1,000 free. Credit. So much to choose from it. All you have to do is head over to slash wimbet so they know that we sent you. That's slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state of playthrough. Wimbet is available. If you are someone who has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. The Mothership is going to be out in Arizona for the big game. That is the SGP, the Sports Gambling Podcast. We hold their moniker, but they are the big show. Make sure to check out the SGP's live show at the Ainsworth. That's happening Thursday at 11 o'clock in the morning. Go register today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash game. They'll be there. Special guests will be there. So much fun to be had during that live show. If you're in the area, please don't miss out. Go meet Sean. Go meet Ryan. Go meet all of our friends that are hanging out at the big game. Best of all, it's free. and You'll be able to watch the show and have some drinks with the guys. That's sportsgamilypodcast.com slash big game. I'm jealous of anybody that's going to be out there. Not because they're going to be watching um, some game, something, I don't know, tiddlywinks game that's going on out there. Uh, but, you know, the fact that they get to hang out with Sean Ryan and everybody out the at the main show, I, I love those guys
1: yeah absolutely. That sounds like it's gonna be a fun time. I wish I was a little bit closer to Arizona. I'd love to get over there. Uh, but maybe maybe we'll be at a Super Bowl together sometime soon, Rob.
0: I think we'll all have to know. You are Super Bowl together. yeah, absolutely.. Well, yes. <laughs> That's happening.
1: yes. Uh, well you know if uh if the Super Bowl's in Miami at some point, right? We go down there for the Super Bowl. hang out with the guys. head over to Daytona. I mean,
0: listen. Okay. NFL. I, when
1: the next Super Bowl I was about to say, <laughs>
0: if you're listening NFL, let's do this.
1: Uh,
0: all right. Well, so there is some news. There is some notes as uh, again, we, we talk about it every single week. Cody's less never gets smaller. Uh, all it ever does is just continue to grow. So Cody, as we head into Daytona, the Daytona 500 with some of the things you're keeping your eyes on.
1: Well, there's actually some big news that came out today in regards to the Daytona 500. So we could cover that. Um, first of all, the Money Mayweather team, the number 50 car. We knew they were going to end our car. Didn't know the driver. There was the Leo Castanovas uh, speculation. He said he wasn't going to do it. It is going to be Connor Daly, um, the IndyCar driver, and it sounds like he'll be on with with them for multiple races. I would assume quite a few road courses. Uh, that's where he ran some some races last year um and so that puts us up to six open cars so far for the daytona 500 so you have daily now austin hill jimmy johnson travis pastrana chandler smith and zane smith um those guys are the six that are for sure going to enter only four spots for those six guys also we haven't heard from team hesberg if they're going to enter one or two of their cars uh new york racing or anybody else who might jump into the ring last second. Obviously, getting down to crunch time, we only got 12 more days, so you would expect announcements soon, but uh, at least six guys, so for sure, two guys will not make the show, and we'll head home. Uh, so gonna going to be interesting to see who that ends up being. I like Jimmy's
0: odds on that one, though. I really do. If only two drivers are going to miss out, I-, I like Jimmy's odds of being one of the four that can get in because, obviously, he's got most, pretty much the most experience out of everybody on there, I would say, right? I don't know. Maybe just a couple more years' worth of experience. But, uh, yeah, I mean.
1: Just a little bit. He's, he's only won seven championships. I mean.
0: <laughs> I mean, look, I know it's like riding a bike, but it's like driving a race car. Uh, but, yeah.
1: But you know, it's kind of a crapshoot on getting into the daytona 500 it's not not necessarily the same as getting in somewhere else well i mean listen
0: 48 was always a finely tuned machine with hendrick motorsports power underneath the hood he doesn't have that right now and it's not that he's got you know terrible equipment and obviously i'm sure legacy's got some pretty uh pretty good power underneath it with with the remnants of what was uh petty gms but you know uh, the same token it's it's not hendrick and it's gonna be Interesting to see if he can do it. I think he can. But uh as as for Daly, that's a big that's a big announcement. He's you know, he's made some noise over there in open wheel too. So um and if he's gonna be running multiple races this season, that's a guy to keep an eye on as well. Has he done and I don't know, has he done much cup racing? And
1: if he has, uh yeah, okay, good think, on him. I but. know he started a couple of races last year. Um let's see if I can pull it up here super quickly. And see just where he's or how many he started at least. So he's an IndyCar driver, obviously. He's just started the one. So he's 89 races in IndyCar over eight seasons. Um, just the one Cup Series race so far, which was the Roval um, at Charlotte in the 50 car. Um, and yeah, it doesn't. And he started one one Xfinity race and one truck race. Uh, Xfinity was back in 2018 actually and trucks 2020 and 2021 for his two starts there. So uh, nothing too crazy as far as a ton of experience so far in, uh, in the cup series or, or even in the stock car side of things with NASCAR necessarily. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting to keep an eye on him and see how he does. um, As not so much a Daytona. I mean, again, anybody can kind of, <laughs> anybody can win right? we talked about it anybody can do well in these races but i will be more um more i guess curious to see how he runs on the road courses right the IndyCar car guys spend a lot more times on time on the road courses yeah they run some ovals too but uh you know road road courses is more of their thing on the open wheel side of things but open wheel car stock car pretty big differences but we've seen some guys come over with some pretty solid success before so we'll see and again that's just a part-time team they get a lot of money right (laughs) Floyd Mayweather he's got a few dollars to his name well but uh, we'll see
0: (laughs) well and but we've also seen though over the last few years that that advantage that those open wheel guys used to bring uh to the table has sort of dried up obviously with the increased amount of Road courses on the schedule now versus the what two that used to be on there when it was Watkins Glen and Sonoma. Now yep. almost every other course is a road course, so these guys are getting a little more savvy as to how to make right and left turns. And the the open wheel guys are not necessarily as a valuable of a commodity as they used to be to these teams that used to bring it in and say, Hey, you know, I got an open seat. Let's see if we can get you a win, so this this team can get a win under their belt.
1: Yeah, exactly. And he did finish thirty fourth in his one start, so not super impressive but yeah i I mean back in the day there was legit road course ringers boris said would come in uh guys like max pappas and uh marcos ambrose even a guy like aj allmendinger for a while was a guy where all of a sudden jtg you know that those cars weren't much of anything and then you go to the road courses and and he'd be one of the best and it's not that way anymore with the increased races obviously going to a year it was kind of like eh whatever we're not going to put a lot of time or focus into it some guys over the years jeff gordons the tony stewarts were really really good at it um but nowadays with it being such a bigger thing with all these guys driving in different series and doing different things and there's been some guys that have come to cup series via that route right guys like aj allmendinger austin sindrick um some of these other guys and so and with there being six on the schedule now uh it is a much bigger focus so uh yeah, it's it's not not the same as when they kind of when we had the ringers.
0: I mean, it, again, we'll keep an eye on him, especially if they put him in any head-to-heads whatsoever. I mean, we we may not even see his name uh, on the betting cards, but we'll keep an eye out just in case it happens, and and we'll we'll keep you abreast of what we yes. think.
1: So, the uh, shocking news that came out today. So Zane Smith, we knew he was going to run a third uh, car for Front Row Motorsports in the Daytona 500. So they announced today that's a 36 car. Not a surprise, they've used that number before. But they announced that he's also going to run the 38 car, replacing Todd Gilliland in up to six Cup Series races. So Todd Gilliland, he's in his second year with the team, not going to be running for a championship anymore. He's losing his ride for six races. Um, So it looks like he will be at Daytona, of course, in the 36, and then he'll be at the Phoenix 1 race, the Talladega, Sonoma, Texas, Charlotte Road Course, and the Coke 600 um, in the 38 car. So, it, oof, this is tough because this is where the business part of it meets the the human side of it, right? Because a guy like Todd Gilland, he's got a chance, and he's done some some decent things in the type of car he's in. But the business side creeps in. If the money's not there, it sounds like Zane Smith is bringing uh, am better health with him health and wellness, uh, will sponsor him for these races. Um, so maybe they were having a hard time selling the Gilliland sponsorships. Um, but then on the Zane Smith side of things, right. He got the chance on the seven or in the six car last year filling in for, was he in the six for Brad, right? Yeah. I think for think Brad yeah. that missed the race with COVID protocols. Um, and he filled in and did great, right? He had a great run. Um, and he's, we've talked about him over the years in the truck series, was it three or four seasons in a row he's finished in the top two in the points now so and winning the championship this past season so at the same time uh well deserved from him to get a chance to run some races sucks that it comes at gillen's expense um go did tweet it tweet out as you have heard i won't be a full-time in the 38 this year it was a shock to me shock when they told me and i'm disappointed we're working really hard to still be be behind the wheel for the races i'll be missing and plan on putting our best foot forward this season. So maybe there's an opportunity if he can get some funding. He ends up in a Rick Ware car or something else, and he's still able to run all the races. That's a possibility, and if he is able to do that, he would still be able to compete for the championship if he wins a race at some point, uh, You know, gets a super speedway win or something like that. So it'll be interesting to kind of keep an eye on him and see there. But that just shows you the brutal side of the sport where, it does come to dollars and cents sometimes and the money's not there, neither is the ride. I mean, when you look back
0: at last season, which was his first full time in the Cup Series, he had one top five, two top tens. It's it's not necessarily what you're looking for. Average finish of twenty three point two. I get why teams are getting trigger happy now. The the leash is short on on who you can put out there and expect to have success. I mean, he's only had three truck series wins. Uh, in his career also so you know it's not as if and you got Zane Smith who you talked about it has been a perennial guy who gets talked about on on these broadcasts week in and week out people are starting to know his name Todd Gilliland when we talk DFS is always one of those guys toward the bottom of the the list and we start talking about value in, in him and where he starts versus where he finishes so I mean I get it and you're right. From a business standpoint, it obviously makes sense to have the guy that is talked about more, you know, especially that brings that money in with Ambetter because I'm sure they're paying a pretty penny to have that car out there. So,
1: yeah, it sucks. But and I mean, we even see on the Clash Ro, too. It's never been a secret. Like their drivers are on one year deals. They don't they don't sign multi year deals. It's one year, then they reassess a year performance, but a one how much money you're bringing to the team, basically, and that's again just a brutal part of the business even with a guy like Michael McDowell who's had success I mean he had a great season last year won the Daytona 500 the year before and, and he's had some great solid runs and good stuff but he's not getting more than a one year at a time contract and that's just how it works now he's got the love sponsorship and some other Speedco and all that stuff that that seem to be sponsoring him and and keep him in that ride but you look back at the 38 car Gillland right he's the son of a former racer there's already some money there. You get the sponsorship stuff. The season before, it was Anthony Alfredo for one season, sponsorship. The season before, John Hunter Nemechek, another son of a former racer, brought some sponsorship money. Before that, it was David Reagan for a while, a guy that had been around a long time, had some connections, had some, some money built up. And, and so it's not, I mean, it's more of a pay-to-play car than anything. Kind of shocking to see him reduce a guy to part-time I guess so almost full-time but cutting some races but again if, if he wasn't able to sell those races wasn't bringing in generating the income that was expected and unfortunately the business side of things comes in and that's just how it works so it'll be interesting to keep an eye on that and see if he does get a ride with one of these other teams I mean again you, you've got the Rick Ware cars I don't know that their schedules are all filled out that's really the only other ones that have part-time but then you have some of the part-time teams if somebody steps up, if he's got enough funding to get into one of those rides. But if he didn't have enough for a front row car, does he have enough for somebody else? Does he find something to somebody step up? Who knows? He comes out wins the Daytona 500 on Sunday. Things might change, right? Because then he's in the playoffs if he's full-time. So you never know.
0: <laughs> I know. It just feels like a lot of people's destinies will be Uh, determined by that Daytona five. I mean, not that they aren't already, obviously with that being such a big
1: race, but it does change things though. We saw, I mean, Michael McDowell, his teammate, the prime example of that because McDowell won the Daytona 500 in 2021. And then things looked up for them from that point forward. Like there was extra sponsors that came on board. They got more backing from Ford because all of a sudden at that point of that season, for sure, he's locked into the playoffs. Like, your ticket to the playoffs is already stamped right there week one of the season. Now you can look forward to that. Now nobody really expected him to make a run and he didn't, but it brought more attention to him. You know, you get on all these TV shows, you do the Disney world stuff, all that. And it just, it brings more to the sport. And it brought in a bunch of sponsors, the sponsors he had were happy because they obviously were the Daytona 500 winners. And so it, it helps a lot when you get a good solid performance and, if you can win that thing, it it obviously etches your name in history forever, but but brings a lot of positive things around you as well. And so as we obviously watch this season unfold, we'll see
0: which races Zane Smith actually does start to pilot. Uh, and I'd be more interested in that 38 car with Zane Smith in it. I mean, to be perfectly honest with you now, I obviously we have to see how he does, but I'm kind of a little more intrigued about that 38 with, with Zane Smith behind the wheel. Not that I don't think Todd Gilliland is a good driver, but I just, you know, we, we've seen Zane Smith go and crush it on the track before. And, and I just feel like he's got a lot more to offer. I think that 38 car, so I don't know. We'll see.
1: Yeah. I, I don't disagree at all. I think, I mean, he proved it last year in his one-off start. He got the call to fill in on short notice and performed really well, filling in for Brad Kozlowski in that six car. Um, and so, yeah, be, be good to see the tra- reigning truck series champion, get, get his shot at a, at a few races and see what he can make of his opportunity. Indeed. Um, all right, we got time for one more story, Cody. Where do you want to take us? I don't know. I don't have any other stories for you. Actually, it's <sighs> been been a slower news day in the, in in the NASCAR world. Uh, so yeah, nothing nothing else really going on today. So I'm I'm kind of just excited to jump into some more odds to bet on.
0: Look at you. All right, fine. Then let's do exactly that. We'll take a break when we come back. We're going to start talking about some more odds. We'll surprise you with what actually popped up uh, here the other day. And uh, give you a good look at what we're looking at here in the next segment, in the next stage. But before we do, let's make sure to get you signed up on the SGPN app to get yourself some big game bingo squares and get yourself a bingo card. And it's all full of your favorite big game prop bets. And if you get bingo, hey, what you're going to get a $57 SGPN gift card. The only catch is you must be subscribed to the Sports Gambling Podcast and the NFL Gambling Podcast on YouTube Nowhere else counts, just on YouTube, to win. Also, in honor of the big game, SGPN is hosting a prop bet contest. Make your picks for 57 different prop bets. If you win, you're going to get $570 in cash and a $570 gift card to the SGPN store. Noticing a theme here. I'm not quite sure what that is. Anyways, all of our contests are free to play and exclusively on the SGPN app. Well, Cody, this is, of course, the NASCAR Gambling Podcast, and thankfully, books are starting to give us more in which to gamble. Oh, wait, on which, in which... Anyways, we get to gamble on more stuff, Cody, and that's the exciting part, and uh, thankfully, a book has answered our cry for more, and they've given us more. Now we can bet on head-to-head win totals on the season or actually just head-to-head who has the most wins I- I- on the season so not we're not even giving a spread we're not giving anything it's just straight money line who gets straight. the most
1: wins yeah i like this yeah straight head-to-head put it's just like a head to head in a race right you put two guys together whoever finishes better that's who wins the bet and in this one put two guys together whoever wins more races they win the bet again only points paying races count, so the Clash didn't count. Martin Truex, not listed here anyways, but the dual races won't count as wins, and the All-Star Race at North Wilkesboro won't count as a win towards the, the official tally, um, but the other 36 points paying races, all open for business on this one, uh, and there's a couple of really tough ones on here. I was I was looking ahead earlier, and then, yeah, there's a few that are, I, I feel like are a little easier for me, and I I really have a lean way, but there's two of them that it's like, whoof. I don't know. Uh, I don't know which way to go, Rod. I, I might need your help.
0: Well, then that is what we are here for—not just to help you, but to help everybody out there who needs help deciphering which drivers to take. Um, all right, we'll just start right at the top. There's a, a matchup that's right at the top that we'll start right right go down the list, uh, and that is Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney. Of the two. Joey Logano is favored at minus 139. Ryan Blaney, the underdog at 105. You look back at what they did last season, Joey Logano, of course, picking up those four wins, 11 top fives, 10 top or 17 top tens rather Ryan Blaney. Well, I think he had four less wins than did Joey Logano. He was held out of victory lane uh, in an unfortunate, just series of misadventures for the, that 12 car. But Uh, Again, Joey Logano, reigning champion, four wins last season to Ryan Blaney's none. That is why he is the, uh, I mean, going in a way, favorite in this instance. But I I think I know where you're going to lean on this one. It it just doesn't feel like it's as close as the books are, as as cut and dry as the books are making it seem right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, you put these two guys up together, right? And you say one of them won four races last year, one of them won zero. Like, case closed, right? You got to go with Joey Logano. But as Lee Corso would say, not so fast, my friend. I don't think that that's the case. I think that Ryan Blaney was coming off of 2021 his best career season scored three wins. And we know he's one of the, the up and coming young drivers, right? 2022, we get the brand new car. He didn't make it to victory lane in the regular season or in a, in a points paying race, right? He did win the all-star race, but that would not have counted towards this. But not making it to victory lane, a little bit deceiving. He won more stages than anyone else during the season with nine stage wins. There was multiple races, including the championship race, where he had clearly the best car in the field. The championship race, he allowed Joey to stay in front of him to win the race with the championship, played the good teammate, right? Daytona 500, if you go all the way back to the beginning of the season, Blaney probably should have won, played the good teammate, waited to make the move, got blocked by teammate Austin Cendrick. Cindric wins the race. That's already two wins. He potentially could have had you go throughout the season. There's countless other examples of times and it became a thing on the broadcast. And like we talked about with Sheldon Creed, right? Like even Martin Truex Jr. Had the same thing last year. It was just like something would always go wrong and cost him. And it was like eight different races where he had the best car and he just didn't win. I think that that shifts. I think he gets to victory lane multiple times. Also, I was doing some research and there is a curse on the reigning champion and Joey Logano unfortunately now has this curse placed on him. You have to go all the way back to when Jimmy Johnson won his third championship in 2008. Then in 2009, so in 2008, he won seven races. In 2009, he also won seven races. He won the championship again that season. But since then, No champion from 2009, which was Jimmy Johnson then as well, all the way through Kyle Larson in 2021, has won at least the same amount of races the next season that they won in their championship season. It's always since then gone down in number. So that shows you that if that continues to hold up, right, that's a pretty solid trend and a lot of years covered in there and a lot of different drivers too. It's, I mean, that, Jimmy ended up having three more wins after that 9 championship, but he never won the next season more races than he did the previous season. Brad Kozlowski was in there. Kyle Busch is in there twice. Denny Ham. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I couldn't help myself. But Kyle Larson, right, his 10 wins, then he drops to three. Chase Elliott had five wins. He dropped off the following season. Um, Joey Logano was in there once already, right, 2018. And then also, we've talked about this a few times, but Logano's odd-year thing, or even-year thing, right? He's got 19 career wins in even years, only 12 career wins in odd-numbered years. Whether there's actually something to that or not, I like it. It's a fun statistic, so I'm going to use it anyways. Um, And so I think, and Blaney also, so I mean, he won the nine stages, right? He had 12 top fives, 17 top tens. He finished second in the regular season standings when we had... Where we had 16 regular season winners. He finished a second in the regular season standings without winning the only driver that didn't win to make the playoffs. I think he still made it to the round of eight before he got a bounced without even winning still. So his season was impressive. He was solid. These guys are in equal equipment, right? Joey's not getting a better car than Ryan. Ryan's not getting a better car than Joey. The two of them might get a slightly better car than Austin Cindrick, or they're just more talented, right? And Cindric is younger and he'll get there. but. These guys are a, 1A, 1B at, at Penske. They're both signed up for long-term deals. Neither of them are going anywhere. And Blaney, 2022 was just a fluke in the win category for Blaney. He's going to have multiple wins. I think Joey regresses a little bit, doesn't get to victory lane as much. Again, the new thing, right? Maybe he wins a Chicago street course. We're 100%. It's already penciled. It's already written at pen. He's just the show's pick for street course. I don't care what the odds are because it's a new race, right? And we have to pick him. Uh, But other than that, there's no other new races on the schedule. Um, Other than the all-star race, I guess we'll have to pick him there too. But but that doesn't go anyway. So I think Joey does regress. And obviously, big Ryan Blaney guy here, of course. We all know that. But I think that he has the positive regression and gets in the win column, gets in there multiple times. And this is the only one on the board where you're getting plus money all the other ones, it's minus money on either side because they are that closely matched up. But this one, you're getting plus money, so this is a smash for me. I love the Ryan Blaney side of things.
0: Yeah, and again, I just think this is mainly because Logano won the championship last year. Odds makers are pretty much just looking at that, thinking, "Well, of course, if you know." And and I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if these. Uh, as I get all Um, I don't know if if bookmakers like pay attention. Like I wonder. Like I I really honestly wonder if some of these bookmakers pay attention to the sport itself, or they just kind of go do a cursory look and say, okay, Joey Logano won the championship. Obviously, he's probably going to have more wins in the next season than a guy that didn't have any wins. But, you know, obviously, that's where the shark... One, this one hurt.
1: actually might show that they do somewhat pay attention because you would maybe think pairing a guy with four wins to a guy with no wins would be kind of crazy. But when you look at it, they are more on a level playing field than then those statistics wouldn't necessarily show. but Yeah, well, that, and of course, if I guess
0: if you think about it, they are trying to take people's money who don't pay attention and who don't right. listen to this show. <laughs> so, okay, I get it. I get it, and they've juiced it at a point to where that's probably exactly what they're after. So I take back everything I said about you guys. Sorry if you're a bookmaker out
1: there and listening. Um, which side do you like, or which side are you leaning with?
0: Uh, I would definitely go Blaney on this one, too. And, and again, more you laid out the case perfectly for exactly why. And And for me, even when I... saw this my initial thought was I'm going Blaney because I just I don't see Logano getting as many wins this season as he did last season the field is caught up you know this is this is just the field is caught up and he like you said tends to win in new situations this was a new situation last year it's not new anymore so that that uh, advantage that he had is is, is gone up so or gone away rather so yeah give me Blaney Um, I do I do just think that this is a at least a two win season for Blaney yeah, we're going to give Chicago to to Logano already. But, uh, yeah, I think Blaney at least gets two wins. So, uh, good on that. Um, All right, let's move on to the next one on the list. A little couple of teammate uh, action going on here. We've got on one end, ding, 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 Chase Elliott at minus 122 going up against Kyle Larson, who is at minus 109. Obviously, the books believing that Chase Elliott will once again outperform his uh, Hendrick Motorsport teammate, Kyle Larson, which he did last season anyways. Uh, we know that Kyle was, or uh, Chase was the more winningest driver out of the two of them, and the most winningest driver in the field. Uh, won the most races last season. Uh, Kyle Larson did not, unfortunately. So, um, again, this is a lot heavy toward toward Elliott, and not really even all that heavy. at, at Just uh, like you said, Ryan Blaney's the only one at plus money. This one's only separated by... You know, I'm not good at math, so whatever 122 minus 109 is. But um, yeah, I mean, for Chase Elliott to be up here, again, it's no surprise. You know, he is hes a guy that a force to be reckoned with every single season. He's not just your favorite driver, but a damn good one at that. So um, if I'm leaning anywhere, I think I'm leaning on Chase Elliott's side again, too, this season. I don't think it's going to be as, as big of a gap between wins as it was this last season, but I do believe that Elliot is capable of winning one more race than Kyle Larson because again the field is caught up Kyle Larson had that fantastic season had the curse of the champion last season but I still think that he's not as comfortable in this car As people want to believe that he is and I think that he even wants to believe that he is so Um, I think he may need a little more time He may catch up at the middle of the season and and have a great season the rest of the way but yeah, I just think it's going to take him a couple more races to get back into the swing of things.
1: This is the toughest one on the board for me. These guys, I mean, this these are probably the best two cars in the field, right? These are the two guys who are the championship favorites. It's Elliott at plus 500, Larson at plus 650. They're neck and neck right there. They're in equal cars. They're teammates, right? Again, 1A, 1B. Those cars are no different. Chase Elliott had the better season last season with the five wins to the three. One of those Larson wins probably should have been an Elliott win at Watkins Glen. Elliott could have won about three or four more races that he got taken away from him late, right? So you can chalk all those up in in Elliott's favor. But then Larson won 10 races plus the all-star race the season before with the championship. He did have that champion's curse last season. That's off now as he's not the defending champion anymore. Uh, The most important thing I'm taking out of this is both of these guys' wins totals are set at over three and a half minus 129 for each of them. That's the one I want to head to and smash because I think both of these drivers find victory lane multiple times this year. This is going to be a bet if you place one side or the other, and I think you could bet either side of this. It It's that close that it's, it's really it's a coin toss. The, the other argument you can make for Larson, he's a little bit of a shorter price, right? And he's probably one of the most talented drivers in the entire world when it comes to driving anything. So, that chalks a little bit more in his in his side of things, but I'm a big Chase Elliott guy, and he's proven it, right? He was the best car last season throughout the season, most consistent, won the regular season championship, had the wins, struggled a little bit late. But yeah, I, this one is very, very, very tough to pick. If gun to my head, if I had to pick one, I would probably go with Kyle Larson. Emotional hedge may because I'd be happy if Elliot won more of course uh, but you're getting the slightly shorter odds although it's not really enough to even hardly move the needle uh, and I do think that Larson is the more talented driver of the two but that's not not by a wide margin at all Elliot is is one of the best drivers uh in the cup series as well so yeah this one this one is definitely the toughest on the board for me and the one that that I struggled with the most
0: I don't necessarily think that Elliott is going to go out and win the most races again this season. I, I, I kind of don't think that that's going to happen, and I'm not sure that we see. Well, I don't know. I say that, and then it's going to happen. But uh, somebody that because we talked about with the win totals when we were going through it, we we're giving people a lot of a lot of wins and and trying to kind of actually it out of races because we we thought that there was going to be a lot of drivers that got a lot of wins. So
1: I, I think that might be the case. I, I really do think that we see that win the 19 different winner strengths i don't i just i don't think we're going to get that again and i think that those wins are going to be distributed to the hendrick boys to the gibbs boys and, and i think that that these guys are going to get theirs right there these are are again probably the best two cars in the garage area week in and week out they're good pretty much everywhere kyle larson not on super speedways that's the only thing you can say about him for now at least uh but But yeah, I I really, I see both of these guys again. This is no surprise, right? They're the favorites to win the championship for a reason. But I think they're both going to have five wins each, maybe. Maybe they split it right down the middle and go with six each or something like that. Or maybe it ends up being a 10 to three one way or the other. We'll see. But uh, these guys are going to get their wins for sure. At least on one side or the other, <laughs> it's it's going to happen. Mark it down,
0: and we'll we'll you know obviously give you which races you do really think are going to happen uh, that that's going to happen at as the season progresses. All right, let's move on to the next pairing. It is the the newly found rivals, the uh, the guys that just can't seem to keep each other uh, a, a keep away from each other on the track so far, and that is Denny Hamlin and Ross Chastain. Uh, Ross Chastain right now is at -109. Denny Hamlin is the 122 side of this. Each of them had two wins last season. Each of them got into each other's faces at least 5 to 10 times. Uh you know, Denny Hamlin running Ross Chastain down the track. Um okay, I don't know that the intensity of this rivalry as it were, I I don't think it can continue the way it, it does cuz if both of these cars start out the season, I mean, they are, we already saw a little bit of it in the Bush Clash, and that was... I don't know that you can take away any sort of rivalry moment in the Bush Clash because that was everybody banging on everybody. And if that wasn't Chastain behind Hamlin, it would have been somebody else. And I, in fact, somebody hit Ross Chastain into Hamlin, and it wasn't right. even Ross Chastain's fault. So on this side of it, um, I, I don't know if Chastain is going to pick up two wins this season. Because we talked about how... They weren't fluky, but they definitely weren't sustainable. Obviously, he picked those up early, and then afterwards, just really sank and and sank hard. He's going to be a fantastic driver, I, I think. I don't remember what his his win total was at, but I think we did take the over oh, on probably it. Probably one and a half. I think it was like one that. and a half, and I think we took the over on it. Uh, and so I, I think that you know he
1: yeah one and a half minus one fifty five yeah
0: I, I, yeah. But I don't see him like collecting a ton of wins. Whereas Hamlin, on the other hand. You know, and he had one taken away from him, so we'll see. That was three. I would have been three, right? And that would have put him in the in the head head over. So I know that eleven car, it, it's fast and it's a Gibbs car, and we've seen now that Gibbs cars are trucking out of the gate here. So I don't know that it's it's a, uh, I don't know that it's a uh, not out of the realm of possibility for Hamlin to pick up three wins, whereas I don't see Ross Chastain getting to three wins this season.
1: Yeah, this one's not even close, in my opinion. This is a smashed Denny Hamlin. This is my favorite one on the board. Um, It's easy, easy decision for me. These are two guys that should not be paired up together. The story's cute, right? They had the little rivalry and whatnot. Yeah, they both won the same amount of races last year. We get it. But the way – and Ross, he kind of bookended his season, right? He started out strong, and then he faded for a while, but finished strong. He ended up making the final four with the move to knock Hamlin out of the final four at Martinsville, of course. Everybody knows about that. But to me, I'd love to see Ross Chassain win multiple races. I think he can do it, but Trackhouse is only entering their third season. This will be the second year where they've got to keep up with the big money teams, right? Are they keeping up at the same speed that Joe Gibbs is with this new car and with things developing? I'm not sold on it yet. If Ross comes out, he has another season like he did last year. I'm going to be more sold on him, but I'm going to be more hesitant. He has to prove to me first that he can repeat it, that it wasn't a fluke. And I, I don't necessarily even want to say fluke because I don't think it was a fluke. He's got the talent and he's a great driver, but can they be in the same position again this year? I'm not sold yet. Whereas Denny Hamlin is each and every year, had the two wins last year, three if you count the one that got taken away from him, right? One, two the year before that, but the two seasons before that, six and seven wins. He's the greatest driver to never win a championship in NASCAR history. He is always winning races. He's a threat to win each week, every week, and I'm not quite there on Chastain yet. Even if Denny only gets the two, Chastain might only get one, but Denny will probably have three or four wins, I would guess, this year. Again, he's, he's kind of the top dog at Gibbs now, right? It was him and Kyle Bush for a long time. Bush is out the door. Denny's got the spotlight now. He's got the top of the top over there. Um, And they were impressive early, right? They struggled at tracks that he's really good at, generally, early in the season. Richmond's, Martinsville, stuff like that. They're going to have good cars, obviously, with the way Toyota ran at the Clash. That is the one thing I think you can take away from there is Toyota's short track program is on point for sure. um, And that helps Hamlin even more. So, yeah, for me, this is the easiest one. This is a smash, Denny Hamlin. I'll be getting down pretty heavy on the Denny Hamlin side of things here and not even giving it a second thought. You may have
0: to go back, check the tape on what I said about Ross Chastain. I feel like I yeah, might have we, been a little we, more we, ambitious. Yeah, we should about probably him. should have
1: wrote down our. We'll have to, I'll have to go back and listen. And the win total ones. We, yeah. And
0: what, the only what reason. we actually. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, because I don't. I, I've, I've honestly, i honestly. I'm thinking about it now and I might have been a little more bullish on him. Maybe my, maybe my uh, Hail Melon high as it was worn still off. fresh
1: in our minds then yeah right?
0: <laughs> i was so excited about what i had just seen that i was like i'm all in on ross chastain and i mean look i get it he's going to be a fantastic driver but like i said i don't know that he's going to win as many races this season uh as as most people seem to think and maybe even i thought earlier when the when the hail melon was all in my in my uh short-term memory but um all right let's move on to the next pairing this one, my friend, this one's ridiculously close. The bookmakers obviously were were not necessarily... Uh, they didn't know what to do with this one either, as it is Tyler Reddick and Christopher Bell. Tyler Reddick at minus 117. Christopher Bell trailing very shortly thereafter
1: at minus 114. I love the, like, this is so, so close. But we're going to leave the... The .003 difference in there.
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll just, we'll make you, we'll give you the tempting fruit and let you sort of do what you will with it. Um, both of these drivers, three wins last season. Uh, obviously, you know, we, we talked a lot about Tyler Reddick last year and how he uh, made his way up to the the new, or the the winner's circle last season. Of course, now he is in brand new equipment, uh, driving in 2311's 45 car, Christopher Bell, Takes a step up in that Gibbs team, but is still not the top dog there. In fact, now with Martin Truex on retirement, we may even see Christopher Bell uh, fall a little farther in the ranks than we probably expected him to. So question one is, do we think Christopher Bell wins three races again this season? And question two, how much of a boost do we see Tyler Reddick get in his new equipment? Uh, of the two of these, I mean, I'll still take Reddick. I'll take Reddick with, with the three... The three-point juice uh, advantage uh, over, or, or actually, it's a disadvantage uh, against Christopher Bell. But yeah, of the two of these pairings, I'm definitely thinking Tyler Reddick is going to be uh, in, in much better, at least position, right? Because there's only two cars in that in that stable versus Gibbs, where they got a lot of mouths to feed there. And you know, Tyler Reddick's going to set himself apart pretty early in that team uh, with Bubba Wallace there too. And I think he's going to get great enough equipment to at least equal three, if not get four or five wins. I don't see four or five wins in Christopher Bell's future this year, just given the fact that, you know, he he is not the highest person in that Gibbs organization.
1: Yeah, similar to the Larson Elliott one, this is the other toughest one for me. But I do lean to the Reddick side as well. Case can be made either way. Reddick had his three wins last season. Could have, should have had four, right? Bristol Dirt. We all know we got spun out on the last lap there. And Christopher Bell, he ended up with three wins, but should he have won at the Charlotte Roval with the cardboard gate? No. Had he not won that, would he have put himself in position at Martinsville where he would have been eliminated from the playoffs? Maybe not. So, you know, you could possibly take a couple away from him there, but they did both win three. Uh, Reddick was really good at road courses, but Toyota strode at road courses. So that's a, a negative in Reddick's side of things. But, Reddick was also good at mile-and-a-halves, and a half. and twenty three eleven, was one of the best teams at mile and a half. right? We saw win both Kansas races, and, and Bubba and Kurt were both good at other places. So I think that there can be arguments made for either side. I've come around on Christopher Bell, right? Originally, I was under the 1.5 wins for him. I do think he can get a couple of wins. Tyler Reddick, to me, though, is, is Kyle Larson-esque. He is going to have the Kyle Larson 2021 season at some point. Is it this year? Maybe not, but does he reel off eight to 10 wins in a season soon? Yes, I absolutely see that coming from Redick. Uh, And so with that potential huge upside um, and bell, I get it. He made the final four. He's been strong over there. Kyle Busch is out the door. So maybe that slides him up a Martin Truex jr. A new man kicking down doors, right? Maybe that slides him back down. Ty Gibbs is over there as well, um, and I know I didn't take a point off for Hamlin there, but I think that's a different scenario. Uh, these are these two guys are key pieces in Toyota Racing's hit future, right? Reddick, they wanted him. They went and got him from Chevy early, then he got out of his contract. He's there earlier than he should have been, and Bell, a younger guy that's, that's locked in over at Gibbs and appears to have the talent, um, so we're going to see these guys duking it out in similar cars, not from the same stable, but pretty much the same stable, um, and so yeah, I do think it's a close one. But Tyler Reddick has much more upside, in my opinion. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Reddick side and and pay that extra three points of juice. I don't Which know, Which you man. don't pay if you win. So.
0: That, hey, listen. Hey, we brought that up today, too, on the NFL... On the uh, prop cast, rather. Uh, we, you nice. you were mentioned in the uh, in the juice capacity. If you only pay the juice if you lose. So, uh, we definitely... <laughs> that is accurate. <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, but, you know, it, to use a fantasy football term, I suppose Tyler Reddick has the highest ceiling and I think the lowest floor out of the two. I know Christopher Bell truthers are going to hate me for that. But, uh, you know, I just... I feel very strongly that Tyler Reddick has the the capacity to get it done, um, and especially just given his circumstances now, uh, that he is definitely one of the only two in the garage at this point. So uh, I think he benefits from, and, that. and I
1: think he's the lead dog over at twenty three eleven too. I love Bubba; and he's proved great at the Clash as well, and he's got a bright future. He's not going anywhere, but I think you put those two guys in the room, and I think that Reddick immediately is the top dog over there too. So, but I that's also. Another bonus in his column
0: yeah and i also think though that that wallace is gonna gonna rise to that challenge too i really 100%. feel yeah,
1: yeah i i honestly feel like reddick will Redick will elevate him I, he had kurt bush over there to coach him mentor him help him get through some stuff now he's got reddick and it's take the gloves off and you two go out there and it's gonna help both of them yeah yeah definitely so um all right this last pairing
0: i'm not even quite sure <laughs> this is
1: it this is who the hell came up with this one?
0: And I don't even know where this pairing came from. Like the rest of them, you could make an absolute 100% case of why they should be together. Whereas this
1: is is definitely the one that shows you they don't pay attention. Yeah. They just went and they looked, they went down the win column. Let's grab two different guys that had one win and put them together. Okay. And and they did. Here's your random two guys that, shouldn't be in the same conversation that are paired up together.
0: (laughs) Well, let's put them in the same conversation, shall we? One Chase Briscoe (laughs) and Daniel Suarez, just as Cody alluded to just a second
1: ago. And they're so close. We're going to do the same thing we do with the other guys and keep them not quite the same, but very, very close.
0: Yeah, Chase Briscoe is the favorite at minus 117. Daniel Suarez is the underdog at minus 114. Just like Cody said, both of them had one single uno win last year. Uh, and first win. his first career. His first career. Yeah, exactly. And maybe that's what it was. Maybe they were like talking about the first career wins, uh, yeah. for both of these drivers. Uh, look, and that's where the similarities end. <laughs> I wish there was a third option and I would put neither because I don't, I'm not even
1: interested in this. <laughs> like, it, can we get a soccer bet on this? Can we bet the draw? <laughs>
0: yeah. The draw, the nil. Like I, I honestly, I don't know that either one of these guys wins, uh, a race at all this season. We talked about Daniel Suarez, you know, just being able to win Sonoma on what probably was more of a, a road racing technicality than it was a great. I mean, it was a great race. Don't take going me wrong. He, he won, which means he still did the right things to, to win. But you know, now that road racing has changed as far as the pit strategies are concerned, that we talked about a couple of those and types of Chase scenarios Elliott and
1: Kyle Larson exactly be huge for those guys. Yeah, yep.
0: we are not we are not living in that world anymore where somebody can sneak in and grab a win because of pit strategies. So. I think that takes the ball out of Daniel Suarez's uh, court. And I didn't like the way Chase Briscoe looked in the clash. I mean, I know that it's not for nothing. I know it's an exhibition. I know we said we weren't going to put a whole lot of stock in it. But I still don't necessarily like the way I saw him driving the car. And, of course, last season, it wasn't even necessarily a fantastic season for Chase Briscoe either, wherein he had one win, six top, ten, or top fives and ten top uh, tens. Ugh. Um, so it wasn't like he was running well all season long. Anyways, his average finish 17.3, not really all that impressive to me. So yeah, I don't know that he's going to sniff another win this season.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily like either of these guys to win, but if you are going to bet on this, chase Briscoe is the clear side for me. I mean, he is the guy that's in the better equipment with Stuart Ross. He signed a multi-year extension there. Kevin Harvick is walking out the door after the end of this season Eric Almirola is already halfway in and out and Brett Favre and Tom Brady and he can't make up his mind which way he's going. So Briscoe is the the clear future at, at Stuart Haas, right? Priest has come aboard. We'll see. Does he keep a ride there? Who knows who comes in with the four with the 10 later on? But Briscoe is going to be the main steady guy there, right? So they, I think that does help his his case. And I know some people are really, really big on him. Our buddy Derek Loves him, thinks he's gonna win like 47 races this year. I'm gonna pump the brakes a little bit on that. But if one guy can win for sure, it's Briscoe over Suarez. Now, can Suarez win? Yes, but he's got the same track house questions that Chastain has. Um, can they hold up? He didn't, he wasn't as impressive as Chastain was last year. And he just he he had his flashes, right? He was really good at Coda and then kind of fell out, had some issues there, made up for it with looking into getting there in Sonoma and and getting the win had a great celebration right the taco pinata we all loved it but he's in his sixth season mostly with big strong teams and this was his first win finally i just i don't see it coming again can briscoe get a win yes i I can i can see him at least getting one and that i think will be enough to win this so again if i'm gonna take one here i'm going with the briscoe side would i be surprised if they tie at zero no, I wouldn't be surprised there either, and that's exactly where I was going with that.
0: I'm pretty sure that if you want to just stay away from this bet altogether, I would not blame you one single bit. And it's not, but the odds aren't even juiced in a way that it would make it tempting to me, anyways. Like this is not. Right. I mean, if you're gonna do this, like make make one, make them both plus
1: money, you know. And and if you are on the on the Chase Briscoe side of things, if you agree with Derek and with some of these other guys out there that that think he's gonna win multiple races, then hammer this like in my opinion it's even that close and it's not really a bad thing to put it out there and then if they push at the end of the season you get your money back i i think that this one is the hardest one to make a case for the other guy to win right i think it's hardest to make the case for suarez to have more wins now does he get a win somewhere and briscoe doesn't yeah it could happen it's possible of course but it's the hardest to make a case for him to have more wins than Briscoe than any of these other matchups where they're kind of toss-ups or they could go one way or the other, but you have a lean to one side. This one is the one where I think it's Briscoe or it's nobody. It's, It's either Briscoe or it's a push, more likely than any of the other ones, in my opinion. Yep,
0: but I still feel icky betting on either one of them. So, because uh, then I would have to cheer for Briscoe to at least so just win go win. hammer
1: Denny Hamlin. Yeah, yeah over yeah. and then you'll be good. You'll be, <laughs> you'll be fine. You'll you'll be you all take right. nothing else out of this conversation. That's that's the best one out there.
0: <laughs> uh, all right, well, Cody, we have gone through the entire list of what this book has to offer in head to heads. I'm sure we'll get more as the uh hopefully as the the days we only got
1: 12 more days yeah let's throw some more out there we love this that that's some red meat give it to us give it all to us hoping we get some some super bowl crossover bets that we'll be able to talk about later this week i've not seen much out there
0: yet all i'm seeing is uh is football and uh what else did i see
1: um there's all kinds there's football and nba NBA. football and nfl that's what it is or nhl nhl that's some mma Give us some fucking NASCAR. Jays,
0: what is the issue? I have no clue. We still, again, we need to start our own book. We say (laughs) it every week. Looking that way. Uh, All right. Well, Cody, as we draw this episode to a close, please let everybody
1: know where they can find you on social media. Follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. I got some Super Bowl stuff out and coming out this week. Uh, Two of the most fun articles I had researching – I was able to write for the Super Bowl here. One's already out, some some betting trends from both teams this season and from Super Bowls of the past. You got the coin toss history in there. You got the white Jersey history in there, and then you have you know some of the team's performances so far this year. Um, Gatorade, I got a got a full article on just the Gatorade and what color to bet on. That was super fun going back, learning more about the history of how that started. Uh, and then all the options and the trends over the years, what colors and what colors to maybe expect this season. That was really fun. That's going to be coming out this week. Uh, and then some player props as well. That'll be coming out. So definitely check those out. Uh, and again, you can find all those on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeb. Follow the show as well at NASCAR gambling and get in the discord. I too have a Gatorade
0: color article. Uh, spoiler alert. I'm going blue. Three out of the last four seasons have been blue I think blue Spoiler is alert, going.
1: I'm not going blue. Yeah, so. you're probably you two going... Two differing opinions in our... Arc. I'm
0: going to have to look, but I'm going to have to read, but I think you probably went orange because of uh, the last time that the Chiefs won. Anyways...
1: Uh, you're also not correct.
0: But. Oh, damn, all right, fine. <laughs> Yellow, green. Uh, uh, that's it. Uh, <laughs> Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bio to everything i got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, whether it's in between media, the back road now on YouTube, and every other Tuesday I'll be joining them to break down NASCAR. We'll be back again tomorrow with more to talk about NASCAR things, stuff, drivers on tracks, it's all here at the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. Thanks for listening. Until next time, let's go racing and let it ride.